Welcome back to it on the block. I'm Austin Norman. He is Eric Strickland. This is on the block in 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Brought to you proudly by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Okay, 27th and Pine Lake. That's where they're at right now. We don't know the schedule for sure, but rumor has it. Rumor has it. Mary Ellen's will be at our new downtown location, 1040 O Street, serving up meals sometime in the near future. So if you're on the north side of town, if you work downtown, you can't sneak away. Stay tuned to the restaurant schedule here at 93.7 The Ticket. Mary Ellen's coming here Ooh. soon. Ooh. I almost fainted when you said that, boy. <laughs> Thinking about Mary Ellen's coming in the building, Southern Sweet Heat, it don't matter if it's the doggone ribs. It doesn't matter if it's the meatloaf. It doesn't matter, but the yams. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, if Mary Ellen shows up in the building, um, that's one of my cheat days. I will be in the gym early that morning <laughs> to make sure I'm well prepared for what I'm about to put in my belly. And it's going to be like that bastard. <laughs> Get in my belly. <laughs> I love Mary Ellen, shout out to you guys. Love you guys, man. We look forward to having you down here at the new location. Do we ever. 402-464-5685, the number two, the starter Heyman text line and you're also watching on stream right now facebook youtube twitch and twitter we're carrying you through uh well the royals and the guardians play diving into some college football headlines here strick uh we talked a lot about nebraska in hour one if you have any thoughts let us know again on the text line or any games that stood out to you nationally strick let's start down actually in tampa not even in tuscaloosa alabama went on the road to play south florida it was gross a game that got uh postponed or paused in the middle uh, due to a weather delay, Bama cycled through its quarterback. Jalen Milrow didn't play that well against Texas. You see Tyler Bookner and Ty Simpson against South Florida, a 17-3 win for Bama. But today, Nick Saban comes out and says, yep, Jalen Milrow is our starter. Nebraska has quarterback questions. Alabama's might be worse given their goals. So the thing about Alabama is this. You look at this whole situation. First of all, this is a mismanaged situation. You look at the hiring of Tommy Reese, you understand that this team has to be able to change and make the adjustments needed at the quarterback position. When you look down the board and you see Mac Jones, you see Bryce Young, Tua. you see Tua, and you see Jalen Hurts, and then all of a sudden you come up, you, you, you're at the well trying to, to, to go down and dig up some water and you end up coming up with some dry dirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what it's got to feel like for them. And, and, and the crazy thing about this is this is one of the situations that you just don't see at Alabama. And that's where the questions begin to come in. You wasn't able to secure him. Tyler Buckner. Like, did you see how he played at Notre Dame? So then you're looking at this whole situation, trying to say they're better off with this type of uh, lineup at the quarterback position? Funny. Not good. Bama does win. They bounce back from the loss to Texas with a 17-3 win. Uh, Michigan handles Bowling Green. Florida State found itself up 31-16 to on Boston College heading into the fourth quarter. BC made game of its trick. BC had a shot to tie that game. Yeah. They end up falling short. Florida State wins. Wasn't pretty at the end, but they survived in advance. And this is the team, the same Boston College team that just that lost tricked it to, off to Northern Illinois, to Northern Illinois. That's what's scary about football, because here's the other part of it. Freaking South Carolina, George on the ropes there Listen, for a minute for a little while. First half, 14, three and a half first half. They were, they were giving them that work. 
So at the, at, you know, when you look around the college landscape, this is the question I will have for you. Do you, are you seeing more parity? Is the transfer portal starting to kind of stretch things out, make things a little bit even? Because what happens is some of these top tier talent ends up jumping into the transfer portal, can't mm-hmm. go across, you know, they maybe don't have enough tape. There's maybe not enough information. The stars don't matter after you get on campus now. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, yeah, you were. Maybe they'll take a chance on you. But what ends up happening sometimes is some of these guys end up going down. They go down into a Western Kentucky. They go down into a Bowling Green. They go down into some of these other programs. Mm-hmm. And they can make them a little bit better. You know, so is are we starting to see a little bit more parity out here? Or is it just early in the season and the teams just aren't? Aren't, aren't at full strength of what they could be once it gets later in the season. I can't tell you who the best quarterback in the top five is. It's probably Jordan Travis right now, but even he, you know, wasn't great in the first half against LSU, made some risky decisions that he got away with. Carson Beck hasn't lived up to, to any of his hype at Georgia. J.J. McCarthy is solid. I don't know if he's a game breaker yeah. necessarily. Struggle. Three interceptions this week. Right. Ewers, eh, fine. He's he's. Good, not not great, I would say. Ohio State named McCord the starter. He doesn't scare me. It's everyone around him. Uh, Aller at Penn State, I like him, but he's young. The best quarterback in the top 10 is probably Michael Penix, who lit right. Michigan State up. Right. Now, here's the crazy thing about this. <laughs> here's the crazy thing about this, and this is what I want to throw out, because this could sound cr- real crazy to some of you guys that are listening right now. Is this the year of the Pac-12? Tricky. We're getting there. Tricky. Is this the year of the Pac-12? Is this the year that the Pac-12 finds itself like doing some big things and they're about to break up? Like, like it's like it's like you left your 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 girlfriend and she was still the best thing. You went out there and thought it was something better on the other side. And you end up being the, the best girl that you've ever had at the end of the day. When you sit and look at it, you're like, wait, man, I maybe shouldn't have left. <laughs> maybe I should have stayed where I was at because Washington looks good. Good. Oregon looks okay. Washington's solid. Mm-hmm. Utah's dangerous. USC. USC. And, and you still can't write off U, uh, UCLA. UCLA. So no. I don't know, man. Just something to think about. Something's happening out there out west. The the last last revenge of some sort. So <laughs> what if they something's get, crazy happening? I don't think they get two in, but I think they definitely could. This could be a year where they get one, where they get mm-hmm. one in. I mean, they've been, they've been kind of locked out as of late, but this could be a year where they sneak one in. Utah was the dark horse pick, but Cam rising hasn't done anything mm-hmm. yet. He's still, you know, working his way back from injury. USC, I think is the obvious choice. We'll see if the defense steps up in conference play. Am I crazy to put Oregon ahead of both those teams, though? I think Oregon does enough defensively, and they've missed some easy opportunities on offense. The crazy thing about Oregon is that this is one of the years that you're not hearing about them. Right. As you have in the past. Mm-hmm. Normally, Oregon, mm-hmm. you know, you're always up in the top. You're, you're always talking about them. You know, what are they going to do? And then they disappoint you somehow, some way, right? They're not being really talked about. No one's really even mentioning them. They're just kind of riding under the radar, out there out west playing later games, not really on the, the main screen like they normally would be. Dangerous. They, they, I mean, they sneak up on you and end up, you know, popping you late in the season. Mm-hmm. So this is something to watch out for, man. I think watch out for the Pac-12 this year. And the two redheaded stepchildren that are the Pac-12 right now, Oregon State and Washington State, both get big wins. Oregon State beats uh, San yeah. Diego State. 
Washington State wins going away in their game. Um, a little closer to home, number 15, Kansas State goes oh, down 30 upset. to 27 uh, on the road Tough. at Missouri, a 61-yarder. Wow. That's that's longer than a 60-yard dash that you would time. They yeah. do kicked it from beyond midfield. That's yeah. where you lined up. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where you just can tip your cap and then you have to say, you know what, should we even been at this point? Right. We you had know, 59 and a half other minutes. Did we have a letdown there where we even put ourselves in a position to take this L? Um, yeah, th- this, 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 I think this dashes the hope for them. But look, shout out to Missouri. Yeah. Shout out to Missouri and mm-hmm. the SEC. You know, they're off to a 3 0 start. I mean, how long has it been? They've usually been in that one and two win type area for <laughs> quite a while. Right. They've been the SEC stepchild, like you said, being kicked on, stepped mm-hmm. on, beat on. And now they're off to a great start. Hey, there's nothing better than having a confidence builder, especially winning a a, a top 25 uh, game at home. Great crowd. It could set some things off in motion. Ole Miss also in the SEC rolls. Oklahoma soon to be in the SEC rolls over Tulsa. North Carolina, no issues with Minnesota. Duke uh, curb stumps. Northwestern, a game that uh, was, wasn't as close as the 24-point final score indicates. Iowa. Puts up 41. Brian Ferentz is back on track thanks to a you know a late <laughs> touchdown to, to push Iowa up to 41. Yeah, right. <laughs> but early on, Stricky, Western Michigan was up. It That's was 10-7 in that one. They struggled, really turned it on yeah. in the second half. Yeah, it, I, I'm still not sold on Iowa. I think they're still, uh, you know, the the bumbling, you know. Rumbling, bumbling, rumbling, stumbling. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling uh, sister of, of Nebraska to the, <laughs> to the east. And uh, but no, no, listen, their defense is still great. That's that's where they still hang their hat. Their defense is going to, to continue to give them opportunities. They have some talented players, but I still I'm still not sold that that offense when it really requires them can get it done. I could be wrong. They could get better as the season goes, but they still look like the same uh, Iowa Hawkeyes team to me. Iowa to the east. Let's move to the mostly west and slightly south Colorado and Colorado State. 15 Oof. penalties, 170 yards for Colorado State, who has Colorado on the ropes. They're, they're, they're up 11. They give up a field goal. They give up the, the touchdown and two-point conversion. A lot of questionable decisions, obviously, with the penalties. Um, but Colorado State had a chance to go for it on fourth and three. They decide to punt. Colorado drives 98 yards down the field. Then in overtime, Colorado State scores, kicks the extra point, doesn't go for two, gives Colorado another possession. Colorado gets it, goes for two, uh, interception by the Rams in that second overtime. Was this Colorado State, you know, shooting itself in the foot enough and Colorado taking advantage? Or was this some resolve and some grit by Colorado to find a way to win that rivalry matchup? I've got to say, let me just say it like this. I think it's multi-pronged. It's not not a one-off to an answer to this question. I I think it's multi-pronged. When you're a young team, as Colorado is, you can appreciate rivalry games being what they are. They're challenging you. They're, it doesn't matter what the records are in mm-hmm. rivalry games. There's going to be some intensity, and in most cases, you're going to bump heads, and, and, and it's going to come down to resilience and who wants it more or who makes more plays. That's who handles the moment is. better. Right, who handles the moment better. So for me, a team like Colorado, a young team, they don't have all the answers. I would say um, better to clip them now because it's not going to get easier. It's going right. to get tougher because they're probably going to get more people to fill in some of these areas of, of deficiencies. 
But Colorado State played well. I've got to tip my hat to them. They played a phenomenal game. They had a phenomenal game plan. Mm -hmm. They executed. And listen, their quarterback, Braden Fowler, uh, Nicolosi, Mm -hmm. played phenomenal. Balled out. Out Outdueled Shador. Balled out. Other than the mistakes he made with the three interceptions, he still played phenomenal. Gave them Mm -hmm. a, a, a great chance to win that game. Now, as a player, you've got to say this. When you have troubles, you have adversity, and your team can overcome it the way that they overcame it, having to drive what they had to drive, having to make plays Mm -hmm. when they had to make plays, and you end up winning the game. Those are lesson builders that you can't can't simulate in practice. No. You know what I mean? Those are are things that build your confidence in ways that you never could— could get in any other search circumstances than in this and no better way to do it than in a rivalry game. So I love that both of those teams showed up and showed out, played their butts off as one of the, one of the, one of the better games to watch over the weekend. Kept people up late. They're up till darn near two o'clock out on the East coast, about one yeah. o'clock here uh, in the central time zone. That's a good look around college football. We're going to step aside when we get back. We'll have Brian Munson of Husker online uh, on the horn with us. Big recruiting weekend. First home game. Had a lot of official visitors in, including Brandon Baker. We'll get an update on that, and we'll talk some more Husker Can recruiting. we steal him from out west? We're working on it, God Ricky. darn it. We We're working it. on it. Let's get it. Let's talk to Brian. He'll give us the answer when we get back here to On the Block. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 